Okay, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, this is our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and I'm so glad that you have joined us. Uh, we are continuing our, our journey through Scripture in the book of Numbers. So today, uh, we're going to be looking at Numbers 13 through 16, 13 through 16, uh, and this is a very important part in the, the history uh, of the people of Israel and, and really sets them on a, on a, on a difficult path uh, for, the, for the years to come. So if you remember, the people have now left Mount Sinai. They've wandered in the uh, wilderness. Uh, they've had uh, some more complaining, um, more, more challenges uh, like that, but now they're actually at Kadesh Barnea, uh, and they kind of the picture I have in my mind uh, is they're looking out and they can see the promised land. Uh, they know that that is the land that, uh, of, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the land that God has promised them, and it's just a matter of going in uh, and claiming the land as theirs. Uh, the problem is, is that there are people in the land, um, and that's going to be an issue. So what does Moses do, just like anyone would, uh, is he went to scout it out. So he asked each tribe uh, to pick a leader uh, to be a spy that goes into the land. Um, and so each tribe picks their own leader. Um, this, this kind of shows how important leadership can be, uh, who you, who you choose to represent you. Um, and they choose, uh, 12, uh, 12 men, 12 spies, uh, and they are to go out into the land. It's, I want to, I want to read what Moses said to them. This is in verse 17 of, uh, chapter 13. It says, then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. And he said to them, Go up this way into the south and go into the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests or, or not. Be of good courage. Bring some of the fruit from the land. Now the, uh, now the time was the season for the first ripe grapes. That was what they were asked to do. They they weren't asked to go and scout to see if it was feasible for the people to go into the land. That wasn't their job. Their job was just to go and to, to check it out, obviously get, getting information on how uh, they were going to go in to conquer the land. Yes, that was part of it. But Moses didn't tell them, hey, go in and see if we can even do this. That wasn't a question in Moses' mind. Uh, and, and even the, uh, the idea of check and see, is this land flowing with milk and honey the way that, that God has told us? Um, you know, verify that. Um, all of those things. And so the people, the 12 spies, they go out and they're out for 40 days for a complete amount of time, right? And they spend this time gathering information. They gather the grapes. They, uh, they experience the, the wonders of the land, but they also see uh, that the land is inhabited and there are formidable, uh, people and formidable groups that the, that they would have to, uh, encounter. Um, and so they come back, uh, and, Rather than the focus being on how wonderful the land is and look at all that God has promised, um, isn't it amazing that God has promised us this? The, the focus was, and the, the, even the, the 10 spies that were, were negative, they even had to admit that the land was great, that it was wonderful. Um, but 
they focused more on the challenges. They didn't focus on the blessings that God was promising them. They focused on the challenges. They focused on the fact uh, that there were large people who looked like they knew how to fight, that there were fortified cities, um, all of which were true, by the way, and all of which were challenges. These are real obstacles, real things that they were going to have to deal with. But there's, there's a lesson to be learned. Maybe we should focus more on the blessings that God is promising us than the challenges that we face. Uh, because when we focus more on the challenges, many times we don't live the life we need to to experience God's blessing. And that is exactly what happens here. So you have uh, 10 of the spies who they basically come back and they say, yeah, the land is great, it's wonderful, uh, but we can't do it. They're overcome by fear. Um, and it, interesting enough, Moses, as he let, sent them off, said, be of strong courage and go and experience and check out the land. And they come back and 10 of them are terrified. Two are not, Joshua and Caleb. Both of them try to, uh, uh, to get people to, to recognize that God is, is in control, that God is in this. Uh, there in verse, uh, in chapter 13, uh, it says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses said, let us go at once and take possession for we uh, are well able to overcome it. Um, uh, Joshua, uh, speaks uh, to the people and he says, the land we pass through, uh, to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us to this land which, uh, and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So here Caleb and Joshua both are trying to keep the people from being overcome by fear. Um, but you know what? That is extremely hard to do. Fear is probably the greatest weapon of the enemy. Uh, it will derail your walk with God. It will derail you experiencing the blessings of God. We cannot live our lives in fear. And a little bit of fear goes a long way. And unfortunately, Joshua and Caleb were not able uh, to stem the tide of the fear that had been instilled uh, by these 10 spies. And the uh, people of Israel respond in a understandable way whenever you're fearful, uh, but a very disheartening way. Again, it's important for us to remember, especially when we see some of the consequences that happen. These people, they had seen God part the Red Sea. <laughs> they had seen God do so many amazing things. And now they're terrified to go in to the land that was the reason God was doing all of this, right? So if he, was, if he brought them out of Egypt in the spectacular way that he did with the purpose of bringing them to the promised land, why would he not continue on? Uh, it's just, it's, we look at it and it's so frustrating and we need to make sure that we look at our own lives. Are we living in rebellion to God because we're being just as stupid as the people of Israel were? Um, and we need to be careful because that is our human nature and that can be our tendency. Uh, so verse uh, chapter 14, uh, they th throw out the same old excuses. If we had only died in the land of Egypt or if we had only died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us out here to die that our children should become victims? 
That's an important thing that we'll hit in just a minute. So here they're, they're laying it on thick. Oh, you don't even care about our children. You just brought us out here to die. And then they say something that I, I, I think uh, was the wrong thing to say. It says, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Right? So they're, they are to the point, we're getting rid of Moses. We're going to select our own leader, and we're going back to Egypt. Yeah, I, you know, Critical thinking is uh, lacking in all of humans, I think, and uh, not just in today's society, but throughout society. Let's just critically think, how would that go if you get rid of the leader, put a new one in, and you go back to Egypt, the people that had enslaved you before, that you had killed their Pharaoh, now you come back and say, hey, everything good? Of course not. It was It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense at all. But Fear does that to you. Fear makes it where you don't think clearly. Well, God was extremely angry, and I think I misspoke uh, whenever I was talking about the people's rebellion on Tuesday, um, whenever they were upset about meat and things like that. I said that Moses intervened uh, to keep God from getting rid of them. It wasn't then, it was now. I, I apologize. I got my people's, uh, people of Israel complaining, uh, out of order. Uh, but, but here it is. Obviously, God is very upset. And you can understand this is a different level. The people are ready to go back to Egypt, select a, a leader, a new leader on their own terms and not God's. And so he is extremely upset. Uh, but Moses does, uh, intervene again in chapter 14, reminds God again, what would this say to, to the people? Um, and, and so God does relent. Um, God does take the lives of those uh, 10 spies uh, that did not uh, trust him. Um, I, and the, the punishment is pretty severe here. Basically, he tells the people, none of you will now enter the promised land. And I, I love what, what, what I don't love it, but it's really interesting and instructive. Uh, the people threw back at God, said, God, you don't care about our children. You, you're going to just, you're just going to send us to, and these people are going to kill us and our children. God says in verse 31 of chapter 14, but your little ones whom you said would vi- be victims, I will bring in and they shall know the land which you have despised. Kind of, kind of interesting dynamics going on here. Uh, that, that if we, if we live in fear, then we're not going to get to experience the blessings that God desires for us to experience. We have to be willing to follow and to, to live our lives trusting him. Uh, and, and we see that. And so the people now are, are going to begin wandering for the next 40 years until this generation dies off. But yet Joshua and Caleb are promised that they will be able to enter into the promised land. We see at the end of chapter 14, a futile attempt. Uh, the, the people are go, oh, wait, no, no, we, we changed our mind. Uh, you know how we said we wanted a whole new leader and wanted to go back to Egypt? I, we, we were just kidding about that. You took us seriously? And so they gather an army. They try to go out, and yeah, they just get destroyed because God was not with them. And God was not behind it. They tried to take matters into their own hands. They tried to claim blessings for themselves, uh, not following God and receiving the blessings that he gives. And so, so that again is a, another, uh, problem, uh, and, and loss of life, uh, results in it that we see, uh, when the people of, uh, Israel rebel. 
Then we continue on. Chapter 15 uh, is emphasizing, again, how numbers randomly will go from uh, narrative to now, okay, back into to laws. Uh, a lot of this is just reiteration of things that we've already read in Leviticus. Um, it talks about the Sabbath, um, and it does indicate that there was a man who violated the Sabbath knowingly violated, and he was stoned to death. They, they took this stuff very seriously. These were important uh, important things uh, that they were supposed to do, and now they have 40 years to work on them, <laughs> 40 years of wandering uh, to, to, to get, a, get them right. Uh, then we have uh, our last chapter for today is chapter 16, and there's another rebellion that breaks out. It's uh, um, Korah and the sons of Korah. Uh, there's also Dathan uh, and uh, Abram, and uh, we have the, this group of uh, of people that are frustrated and they're angry, and they don't think that Moses uh, that he should be in charge anymore, and they they are wanting to take control. Basically, they don't like uh, that the Levites um, are the ones that are in control. They they want to be in control, and and so. Moses at first is, is being, uh, kind of like, okay, well, we will, we will let God choose. Um, and, and then Moses talks with Dathan and Abraham. And this is what they said. It's very interesting. It says, we will not come up. It is a small thing that you have brought us out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us. Right. Moreover, you have not brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Isn't it interesting? Moses brings them to the point of going into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. The people choose not to go in. Then they have to start wandering in the wilderness. Then they don't like wandering in the wilderness. And so then they blame Moses for not bringing them into the land flowing with milk and honey. How easy it is for us to just always look to be blaming someone else, to forget our own shortcomings. Uh, and and that is it's a dangerous way to live your life. It's not a healthy way to live your life, that's for sure. And, and so we see this group of people that they are challenging Moses and uh, let's just say the the Lord doesn't like that, um, and <laughs> these people are the the land uh, the the earth opens up beneath them and swallows them all up. Um, that would make a point. Um, very very interesting. Um, and you would think that that would have ended it, that that would have been, people would have been like, okay, you know what, we just need to quit challenging. Um, but of course it doesn't. Uh, starting in verse 41, uh, the people start complaining. It says, you, you, why did you kill uh, uh, Korah? You've killed uh, people of Israel. Um, and so then they start to uh, gather against Moses and Aaron. Um, and then the Lord... <laughs> Then the Lord says this, he says, get away from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment, right? God, God is, his patience is, is gone, right? It's, it's like, you know, he is, he is slow to anger, abounding in love, but he is being pushed to the brink. And so even whenever he uh, reveals and punishes those who had uh, tried to take power from Moses, the people now are complaining uh, that, that God intervened. And so God intervenes again, and they begin dying from a plague. 
And then interestingly, Moses and Aaron uh, actually go out before them to, to, uh, to claim atonement for them, uh, to, to ask God to stop, and, and God does. Uh, God uh, stops the plague when Moses and Aaron uh, go out and offer sacrifices of atonement for the people. Um, so that, that ends chapter 16. That ends where we are uh, today. Um, on Thursday, we're going to be looking at chapters 17 through 21. So if you want to read Numbers chapter 17 through 21, I encourage you to do that. Um, and I, I hope that you're having a great week. I look forward to visiting with you again on Thursday. We'll see you then.